the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More than 44 times in the Gospel of John, Jesus is identified as being one sent by God. And Jesus recognized that. He spoke continually of wanting to do and doing the will of God. With us, our obedience to the Lord is kind of like spasmodic. Sometimes we're on the money, sometimes we're not. Boy, he's hit that nail right on the head, hasn't he? That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, and we're back with another edition of Study Verse by Verse, a short a devotional visit from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and Pastor Leighton Sheely is our daily teacher. We're so appreciative that you join us. If you're brand new to the ministry, you can find out more about us on the web at highlands.us, including the service times. The doors are open at Church of the Highlands. That's highlands.us. Pastor Leighton is in the book of John, continuing in chapter 4. Verse 35, do not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. But here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you've entered into their labor. Now, what Jesus is uh, quoting here is a proverb. There are four months, then comes the harvest. You see, the uh, Jews uh, were mostly farmers, and they had a six-fold division of the annual calendar. Each division lasted about two months. Uh, There was seed time when you prepared the land and you deposited the seeds. There was winter, spring, then harvest, then summer, and then there was another couple of months of extreme heat. And so what Jesus is saying here is it usually takes a minimum of four months between the time that you plant the seed and you harvest. But look up, for the harvest is ready for reaping now. What Jesus was trying to communicate to his disciples was this sense of urgency that when it's time to harvest, it's time to harvest. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't be confused in the thing. It's not time for harvest when it's time for harvest. Jesus said, for in this case, the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. Remember our study of 1 Corinthians where Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, but it was God who gave the increase. You know, there are many in, uh, along our, our path that have, sowed, have sown seeds into our lives. And there are others that have nurtured those seeds. They've watered those seeds. And then at some point, God's timing, when we're prepared, then there is somebody who has the opportunity to to reap. And at that point, then, we make a decision of putting our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. What Jesus was saying is, there are others who have sown into the lives of these Samaritans. I'm giving you the opportunity to reap where you have not sown. He described the harvest as white. Now, Sychar is surrounded by uh, fields of corn, that the scholars indicate at that time were probably green. And uh, so why would he describe the harvest as white? Well, H.V. Morton, 
has an interesting observation about this. He himself was sitting at the spot where Jacob's well is, and as he sat there, he saw people coming out of the village and starting to climb the hill. And they came out in batches of people, and they were all wearing white robes, and those white robes stood out in contrast to the land around them and the sky. And so it may have been at this very moment in our biblical narration that people started streaming out of the city to come and meet Jesus at the well. And they dressed in their Samaritan white garments is what Jesus was referring to when he said the harvest is, is white. They are white to harvest. Now, although the Samaritans had not yet reached the well, Jesus already knew the condition of their heart, that some were ready to receive salvation. And that's also an indication that Jesus Christ was God, because only God knows a person's heart. Only God knows when a person is, is, is ready. So the passage really teaches us a couple of things. It, it teaches about uh, opportunity, that, <clears throat> that there are times in a person's life when they are exceptionally sensitive to and ready to respond to God and the gospel. And so we must always remain alert and responsive to those opportunities when they arise so that we can enjoy the fruit of the harvest. So we need to always be alert for opportunities to reap. And we must also take every opportunity to sow. Every one of us should be sowers and reapers. You know... Some people who have the gift of reaping and and have the privilege of seeing many people receive Jesus Christ, sometimes they can tend to take credit than they tend to dismiss the investment that's been made by others before them. Because before that person is ready to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, there have been many people in their life who have planted seeds and who have nourished that growing desire to have a relationship with God. And there are many times when people sow and people nourish towards the kingdom of God and they don't get to see the the results of their labors. But this is an encouragement to us that no such undertaking will ever fail. If we don't get to see the results of the seeds that we've planted, others will. Verse 39, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. After the Samaritans had been introduced to Jesus Christ, they wanted his company. He wanted as much of his company as he could spare for them. They continued to ask him to stay, it says. They, uh, they wanted to learn more about him. They wanted to hear more of what he had to say. You know, it tells us that others may lead us to have an opportunity to open a relationship, a friendship with Christ Jesus, but we must claim and we must invest in and we must develop that relationship for ourselves. And then they said Jesus was the Savior of the world. He was the Savior of the world. He saves people. He does it in so many ways. One of the ways that he saves people is to break the chains that bind people to their failures of the past. That's what he did in the case of this woman. In fact, she's an an excellent example of God's saving power. 
You know, I bet you that there were people in that town who looked upon this woman and said, there's somebody that is beyond any hope of salvation. That person is lost. And I'll bet you there are people that each of us have a tendency to look at, and we draw that conclusion ourselves. We look at them and say, oh, that person is beyond God's salvation. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. But Jesus came and rescued her. He enabled her to break the chains that bound her. She, he enabled her to break the shame and the guilt of her past and to give her an opportunity for a new future, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. He is the Savior of the world. Now, we also are reminded in this story one of the great truths of, of Christian life, and that is that the best argument for Christianity is sharing a personal Christian experience. Now, there are times when we need to argue with people. We need to debate with people. We need to uh, confront people's misgivings and misunderstandings, things that they have been told uh, that are not true. But the best persuasion is when we're talking with somebody, we say, I know Jesus, and I know what Jesus can do. Let me tell you what I was before Jesus, and let me tell you what I am now. And if Jesus can do this for me, give him a try. Maybe he'll do something like that for you as well. You know, there are times in people's lives when they're particularly open for reaping, when they're particularly open for harvest. As they go through day-to-day activities, they're usually pretty close. They're on a treadmill. They don't have time for distractions. But sometimes things happen in life that are not expected. Um, And it causes people to stop and to think. And people then are oftentimes open to listening and, and responding to the gospel in a fashion they wouldn't normally be. So there are conditions in lives of individuals that make them an opportunity for harvest. There are also seasons in the year that we all experience where there is a time of harvest. Uh, Easter is a time of harvest. Because at Easter time, the entire world is reminded that somebody who lived 2,000 years ago said he would die and rise from the dead, and he did exactly that. And it has transformed life around this world ever since. And people at that time are listening, as they might not at any other time of the year. And another time of the year that people are open is Christmas. And we celebrate the birth of the Savior. And everybody hears the message of Christmas. And it's a time where people get off the treadmill of life. And they have an opportunity to slow down and think about the bigger picture. I, I always enjoy this season of the year. After the Christmas uh, celebrations are done, I, I like to get away and have time to reflect on the previous year and to think about the year to come. It's a time when people are, are open for listening to the gospel and sometimes responding to it. And we as a church family don't want to miss the opportunity when harvest time comes. And that's why we, as a team, as a family, we prepare and present the gospel in so many different ways. Now, I want to challenge you to consider 
this Christmas season as a time of harvest. And to be particularly alert for opportunities that God brings across your path. To share the gospel with them. To invite them to a presentation of the gospel through one of the events of the church. Amen. Amen. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely. This is a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse, a daily visit from Pastor Leighton, heard on this station at this same time. And I hope you can join us tomorrow. He will continue in the book of John. We have multiple past broadcasts that you can review from the book of John, and you'll find them on our website or at least links to them on the website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. We're also a listener-supported ministry, and you can give safely when you go to the website. Just click on the donate link there on the homepage. Also, The doors are open at Church of the Highlands, and there are multiple services across the weekend. All the details can be found on the website and on our Facebook page, which you can link to when you go to the website. Again, highlands.us. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Mike Trout. Come back tomorrow when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse. This broadcast is paid for by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno.